seated. Thank you, my Father. All hungry people here tonight? Not hungry for Thanksgiving dinner. Hungry for the bread of life. The people that hunger for Thanksgiving have stayed home to cook, but that's okay. You can watch us on YouTube, you know. But if you're hungry for the bread of life, you come here every time, right? So welcome to our Wednesday night Bible study. Everybody say Bible study. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to give a shout-out to my daughter, Benny. You know, she's on the she's in Mexico City waiting for a plane to get back. She's going to get here in the morning. So she's staying there waiting. I don't know what time you have to leave to get here at 8, but I can imagine it's a pretty, being, you know, early, early hours. But uh, anyway, shout-out to her. We miss her. How many miss Benny? I need her back. Thank you, Jesus. She's the one that's going to make the turkey tomorrow, so I hope she get, I hope she, I hope she gets here. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, we got a few announcements here before we get started. Uh, one very important is Miss Mc, McDaniel, Miss McNeil. It's her birthday today, and uh, Miss McNeil, come on up here, Miss McNeil. Everybody sing. Let's let's sing while she walks up here. Come on, happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, Neil! Happy birthday to you! Hallelujah! And she's got a word to say. Anyway, so uh, I went to the bathroom, and uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, okay. I'm gonna try to make it higher. We on TV, right? Oh, I can't have it. Anyway, uh, I went to the bathroom. <laughs> Bless you, Jesus. Anyway, so I went to the, I went to talk. Bless the shining sick man. I didn't want to go to ER, but I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, she didn't want to go, but you know. Anyway, so uh, she kept getting it and kept on in there, in there, and so uh, 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 what I did, 
was back in the day when my mother would do anything and clean olive oil. So I went in there and I cleaned the olive oil, and I think I did it again, and I said, thank you, thank you, thank you, please forgive me. But I prayed, and I said, you know what, help me. And the Lord just did that in my life many times. And then I was even doing a number with uh, Pastor Jesse, and I couldn't walk over the house in two days. Lord, thank you, thank you, help me, help me, help me. I tried it, Pastor Jesse, and said, okay. So anyway, so uh, the devil wasn't through with me. Okay, here we go. Here come the church. So I sit down and say, man, I'm going to see what God has to do for me this morning. When I went on Google, I I had the respiratory. I had the lungs. Everything was infected. <laughs> Girl, I had all kind of infections. I say, oh, Lord, no, nah, uh-uh, uh-uh, we ain't doing that. So guess what? Here come Pastor Sandy, all up in the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Y'all not supposed to be, don't be Googling and stuff. I had to catch myself. I said, yeah, Pastor Sandy, you right. <laughs> so around, I got past that, and I said, yeah, yeah, Pastor Sandy, you right, Pastor Sandy. I could just hear all in my ear, all up in the Kool-Aid. Jesus Christ, that girl's something else. <laughs> so anyway, so I got past, past that, and I said, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. I'm going to get off this Google, and I'm going to believe God. So I, when I went back, whoo, hallelujah. <laughs> I refused to go to the ER because I, at that time, the devil came. He said, don't go to the ER. You probably swallowed some ga- glass. Maybe it was some glass in the food. And, oh, Lord, he's just going on and on and on. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I started to pray. I said, Lord, don't let me cancel. Please don't let me cancel. And then he come about, well, you know, your birthday is on the 27th. <laughs> Maybe you finna die. I shall live and I shall not die. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And I, I get in, I got in the mirror. I think I told myself, girl, you is beautiful. You is blessed. Highly favored, girl. Look at you. Just look at you. Praise God. So I just wanted to tell that tonight, you know, to the glory and honor of God, because it's been a blessed life. Y'all looking at the glory, but you don't know the story. Lord Jesus, I'm telling you, Jesus Christ, when y'all see me praising God, I'm telling you, I know what I'm praising God for. I'm not praising God for y'all to profile me, but I know the God that I serve. I know the God that I serve. And every word that they teach us, it's not empty, not in me. Praise God, because Pastor Sandy was all up in the Kool-Aid. That girl was talking to me. I had to get off that Google. Okay, Pastor Sandy, I'm going to get off the Google. And praise God, I tell you, I haven't seen any more blood. But it, it was kind of startling. I was panicking. So I said, Lord, you know, I just got with the Lord. Lord, just 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 give me your attention. Because I had I had fun. I had fun and I have fun every time I come. I look at y'all faces. If I y'all can see y'all faces and I can see y'all faces. And this is this is good as it gets. I thank God for the T.K. Thacker and Pastor Jesse. If <laughs> Child, please. Baby, if somebody go to the T.K. Thacker and meet him, it's on like Donkey Kong. Y'all pray for me. Yeah. 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 
Happy birthday. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Yeah, we will live and not die. We'll declare Psalms 103, you know. But Sunday, preached that, uh, the scripture the other day, and I got it. I got it. And I wrote it down. 103, you know. He renews my strength like the eagles every day. Renews it. I get a renew. You renew every day in Jesus' name. And you will live and not die. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. You know, I... I didn't. I, I would like to welcome Jessica and Charles over there. You know, I know Pastor Sandy did, but me, she was my special, my special one. You know, the youngest one in the family. I loved her. You know, Jessica, come up here again. Let everybody see you. Thank you. That's nobody. You know, we have a lot of new people, Jessica. A lot of new people. I know Charles is real shy. He won't talk a lot. You know, but I don't know if he's if he's not shy anymore. But he is. Greet the people. You know, uh, how long have we been knowing each other? Well, it's an honor to be here, and I'm just so blessed and thankful. Um, I've been knowing Pastor Jesse for over 10 years, more than 10 years in this section. And I was it was a blessing to be under his teachings. I was kind of lost to tell you the truth. I was kind of lost in the spirit. <laughs> So Pastor Jesse's teachings have really helped me on on just the basics, the practical things on how to do it, how to say the right things, how to um, confront things like spiritually, physically. Because, you know, I never knew about the battle of the mind, you know, but Pastor Jesse really taught on how to, what to do, how to, what to say, and so I'm just thankful for you, Pastor Jesse, for everything, all the teachings. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Woo. One bread and beans, simple, you know, just taught all these new people. Now we got a lot of new people, so I'm excited to teach all of this, you know. Thank you, my friend. All right, so. I know I'm teaching a bunch of hungry citizens today, right? Thank you, my father. You know, Pastor Sandy's been teaching on Thanksgiving. How many of you have been enjoying that? That is so awesome, right? And so I don't have to teach on Thanksgiving. You know, she's already covered that. I'm going to go somewhere else, okay? <laughs> hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Stretch out your hands to me right now, everybody. Stretch out your hands and just ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Help Pastor Jesse say the right words through his lips for me, what I need, what we need. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are our teacher. Thank you. Oh, hallelujah. I receive it in Jesus' name. Whatever I was going to say, let him take. He can change my words just for you. And then you could write me a note that says, man, what you said. That was for me. Hallelujah. That'll make you feel good. Thank you, Jesus. So I started writing this lesson that I was, that I'm, it's, it's, I kind of, it's going to be kind of a little from my heart, you know, but I started writing it on Thursday after I left here Wednesday night. Thursday morning, I started writing on my office, start praying and writing the lesson for the following Wednesday. And uh, hallelujah. 
And the title verse that I put down there, you know, it says, it's, I'm going to start with it because that's what he gave me at first. It's kingdom culture. So if you have a notebook, write down uh, on your notes, kingdom culture. Hallelujah. So let me begin here. Be sure you take notes. The presence of the kingdom of heaven on earth, all the people on earth are divided into two groups. Everybody say two groups. Those who are kingdom citizens and those who are not. And what makes you a kingdom citizen? When you come up here and you crown Jesus as Lord of your life, that instant you become a king, a citizen of kingdom of heaven. That instant. When you walk out that door, you're now a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. When you came in, you were not. And if your relatives don't make him the Lord of their life, then they are in the, in the group that is not, okay? They're not citizens. So those who are not. So how many of you know people that think you're weird? You go home and they think you start acting weird. They think you're weird or strange or a fanatic. You hear those words. They call you religion. Is that that person's got religious, you know? Uh, they use terms like to describe you like uh, he or she found Jesus. I mean, how dumb is that? You know, Jesus was never lost. Huh? We didn't find him. <laughs> we were lost. Jesus found us. Hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So let me give you some critical information. Everybody say critical information. That's why I'd, I'd like you to take notes. Hallelujah. John Olsen used to tell used to tell us, you need information, you know. He said, you need information, not, uh, you know, inspiration. A lot of times you get inspired, but you don't get no information. You need information, not inspiration. Hallelujah. So as kingdom citizens, you know, I'm going to give you the, a list of the purpose of the kingdom. But, you know, actually this came to me while I was walking around in the back. I didn't have this in my notes. I went to my office. I wrote this uh, to give you an illustration. I like to give illustrations so that you won't forget, you know. And so I, I asked Carlos and Peter to, to come up here and give me a couple more and divide two on this side and two on this side. Put together. All right, we got three. Okay, cool. Say one one of them, let's say this group. They they got saved. They got they crowned Jesus the Lord of their life. They became instant kingdom citizens, right? And they left the door. They went home. And this group, they could be related. They could be their father, their mother, their sister, their brother, their friends. But they didn't make Jesus the Lord of their life. So Jesus divided these two groups. So they're divided. And a lot of times you wonder, you know, especially Thanksgiving, you want to go sit visit your lost relatives and you, you know, you miss your sister and you miss your brother. And then I understand that. But once you understand the kingdom rules, and that's what, you know, you want to learn about finances, but I got to get basic training in order to teach you to get. It's not like just, well, I'm just going to sow it and I'm going to get rich. It doesn't happen that way. You need to start slow. You need to understand what you are and how you are. And then you understand what someone is and tithing and all that. But at first, the, what breaks a lot of people right away is when, when this is his brother or this is his mother or his father or his relatives. And all of a sudden, they, they're going to get together. And that, per, that person is calling them fanatics now. You know? And so they're not getting along anymore. And they're not supposed to because now this party is the, the father is still the devil. And this party, the father is God, Jesus. 
Do you understand? And that's why you don't have to get all bent out of shape. Even if they, this this is has, they have a son, and his son is 20 years old. And they go home, and the son drinks and smokes and does all that. And they wonder why why he can't stop. Well, they're not going to stop. They're going to do what they always did. You're going to do, start learning the word of God and start praising God and start worshiping. But a lot of people, they want so bad for this side to come over here and, and it destroys them, and then they stop coming. So you understand? So don't expect it. You know, I have six kids and some 25 grandkids, great-grandkids even. Well, do I get along with all of them? Do I have them over my house? No. It's a lot of them that call me a fanatic. They said, if, you, if you're a pastor and you're a man of God, why you should be doing this and this. It's like they know what I should be doing. I mean, you know, uh, one, one, one of them said, uh, you know, I, he, he brought all his bags back to the front porch and said, well, and, and the person that brought him, he said, no, you know, I, I don't know, Ruth, but especially if you're lost, you know, no way. And then somebody called me and said, well, I thought you were a pastor. You, you, you don't have no love. You take it. No, no, I'm not supposed to do what you tell me to do, take people into my house. No. My house is holy. And the people that step in my house are born-again citizens of heaven. If you're not, you're not going to be comfortable there. So this is an illustration just to understand, you know, so you you'll, you get a little more understanding of why, you know, a lot of people think blood is thicker than what. No, Jesus is. You know, the spirit is thicker. The spirit is. Once you make a decision to get born again, all right? Thank you. Did you get that? All right. So that should help somebody tonight. Be ready for tomorrow. Hallelujah. Isn't that my right, Erica? I, I know Erica before she got saved, you know. Her dad, I knew her dad. I knew her, all her relatives, you know. And then, you know, we went to down to where, uh, where was it? We drove to Bay City. We used to drive to Bay City trying to get everybody in and not everybody came in, you know. Erica beating up on people, you know. <laughs> she understood that. She understands that now, you know. She understands. You know? yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm just loose today, huh? Can I be just loose tonight? Loose? Okay. So, as kingdom citizens, okay, our purpose, say our purpose. You have a purpose, okay? And and it's to work with the king. That's Jesus. To increase the size of the first group. Okay, you saw two groups. Their purpose is to increase that from two to three to four to twenty to a hundred to a thousand. That's their purpose. Okay? To increase the size of and, and, and decrease the size of the second group. Since, since we're divided into two groups, you want to increase this group and decrease that group. So your relatives have a chance. They all do. But they have to come to this group. And if they refuse, then you just got to cut them off. All right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We have a calling. Say, I have a calling. And a responsibility to influence earthly culture with the culture of heaven. If you're taking notes, this is a good one. Say, I have a calling and a responsibility 
to influence earthly culture with the culture of heaven. So every day, think about it. That's your job is to influence this culture to the culture of heaven. And people will listen to you, I'm telling you. You'd be surprised. Thank you, Jesus. So as we study and grow spiritually, we begin to understand the benefits and the responsibilities of a citizen of heaven. We have benefits, but we also have responsibilities. But you can't get the benefits without fulfilling your responsibilities. I mean, I can't, I can't get paid for my job if I don't go to work. So, so right, that's that's number one. You know, you want to talk, you, before I get into into financial stuff, you need to learn that if you're going to have to work. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. For instance, we have the right to go directly to the throne of our King and receive all that we need. We have the right, all that we need, that we need to be an influence on the world. If it's to influence the world, you can get anything you need from him because it's to increase the kingdom of heaven. Are you listening? Jesus said, because I go to my father, you can ask whatever you want, and I will grant it to you. That's what he said. You can ask whatever you want, and I will grant it to you. See, those are notes that you need to take in your spirit, in your heart, and meditate on it and confess them over and over. Jesus, you said. That I can ask whatever I want. I'm your son. So this is what I want. And then you have to have the faith to believe and receive. Because just sit back and, and watch. It'll happen. We have the right as kingdom citizens to ask and walk in health. Did you hear that? And in prosperity. And in power. Hmm. He has given you and me the keys to the kingdom. I'm going to break it down so you can understand in a little while. So listen closely. In the message, Matthew 16, 19 says, and, and that's not all. Tell yourself, he said, that's not all. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Come on. Are you listening? He said, that's not all. You will have complete your free access to God's kingdom. Well, what are you doing in financial problems? What are you doing in sickness? What are you doing in whatever it is? If you have this, access to God's kingdom, complete and free. Keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. And a no on earth is a no in heaven. You tell the devil, no, it's no. I bind you. And whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. I have the authority to do that, so speak it with your mouth and be, you know, instead of crying around and, and moaning, talk with power. As I read this verse in my office, that, that sweet voice of, in my belly said, teach them finances. So here goes. Are you ready? Someone must have been asking God for information or asking the Holy Ghost, to uh, to help me on finances, so he puts it in my belly to tell you that. So I'm talking to that person or persons. So God's not going to rain money down from heaven. You got to put that in your notebook. Okay. 
He's not going to rain down money from heaven. If he did, that was it would be counterfeit. And our God is not a counterfeiter. Do you hear me that? So he can't just rain money from heaven. Hmm. He is righteous. He is holy and he is real. As I was looking up the word counterfeit, I saw that it means fake, phony. And that's what this world is. It's fake and phony. I wrote phony baloney, you know. I could like to kind of make myself laugh in my office. This world is, I talk, I talk I'm, I'm in my office I'm teaching this to nobody, just me. And I'm talking loud like that. Phony baloney, you're phony baloney. And then I'm writing. That's the way I, that's the way I feel about my teaching. That's how I think. <laughs> Everyone say, but our God, he is holy. His word is pure. Who's ready, who's ready to learn from me? I haven't got there yet, you know. See, I'm just still just giving you little information, you know. And I know some of you already got something. You already got something. You already got in your book. Man, I got one. Now I know why my dad threw me out the house. Well, that just came out because that's the way God speaks to you, you know. Be real. Now I know why he didn't let me come and bring that case of beer in. Now I know when I go to Pastor Jesse's house tomorrow, he ain't going to have no drinks. <laughs> now I know that nobody's going to come to drink here. <laughs> Our God is holy. See, so we, we don't supposed to pray, God, I need money. <laughs> when you read what you have in Christ and believe it, write that down, believe it and understand. I said, understand. I said, understand. Then, say then. You will put your claim, just like in the gold rush. Whoever saw in the old days, they had a gold rush. Stagecoaches and everything. Going, you know, I don't know, you're young, but you still could look up cowboy movies, right? They have the gold rush back in the old days. Um, they rushed to put their claim. See? The word claim means a right to something. That's claim. Like a track of land staked out. Are you, are you with me? So, so what you do in the kingdom of heaven, you, you claim it. You put your stake down. It's mine. And you have to confess it over and over. Then it becomes. I keep telling you about John Oakley. He told me when I was broke, say this. I have plenty of money. I have a great job. I, my house is paid for sale. I didn't have nothing. But he, he was teaching me to put my claim. Put your claim, and then it's yours. Are you with me? When you get to the knowledge and the understanding of your inheritance, then say then, when you need something, you claim it. That's how, that's how the kingdom of God has. I claim my healing. I claim my finance. I claim it. It's mine. You said I could have the key, so I'm, I claim it. Hmm. I've read, I have read you, uh, and, and the people that take up the office have read to you Luke 6.38 a hundred times or a million times. And it says, give. Everybody say give. And it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men. Shall who? He didn't say shall God. He didn't say shall God give you. 
You're waiting for God to give you finances. He ain't going to do it. He said men would do it. So you put your claim. Send the right men to me that are going to make me rich. And it's going to be a man that's going to offer you that job or offer you that business or offer you that promotion. It's going to be a man, not, not a spirit. Because you gave. And, and, and he promised that, that a man would give you back. Hmm. The same measure that you meet. Some people want millions, but they only give ten. So if you want a lot, you give a lot. You know, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm, you can ask Peter, but if, if if I don't give, I give a lot. You know, and then and I give a lot from the beginning and 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 God gave that same measure back to me. At my age, he's still supplying all my needs, you know, and I never run out. I was I saw so many offers. Man, you're so good. And I never run out. Hallelujah. That's that's what you should be saying. Man, you're too quiet. I don't think you believe me. Man, given the return has the backing of God. When you give, the return has the backing of God. He backs it. Men give, but he backs it. Man shall give unto your bosom. Hallelujah. Because men have it. <laughs> After obeying his word, God has given us the power of attorney. How many know you what a power of attorney is? Uh, you have the power of attorney. And it says that we have the authority in Christ. We must use our God-given authority to enforce Satan's defeat and enjoy the blessings of God. Because Satan keeps you ignorant. And tonight you're learning, so you're not going to be ignorant about this anymore. You can say in your, it, it, when you're talking to, praying, you say, I have a power of attorney signed by the Lord Jesus Christ that I have faith. And so I'm claiming it today. And that includes finances and prosperity. It said the word power in Matthew 28, 18, 20 in the King James also means authority. So you have authority. And he gave us that authority. So let me read that. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So all authority, you know, that word authority, you should understand. Then go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them. What do you say? Teaching them. Okay, you want finances. You want blessings. But how many people have you taught and how many people have you baptized and how many people have you led to the Lord? That's what he's saying here. So once you do that, then you got, man, you can tell God, look, I have it. Man, I've been baptizing. I've been teaching them to observe all things whatsoever you have commanded me. And, lo, you said you would be with me until the end of the world. You got the right to claim once you obey him. See? Don't just go home and watch television. Don't just go home and, oh, I'll be back Sunday morning and don't do nothing for tomorrow and the next day. Tomorrow will be a perfect time for you to leave. That's okay. Because I'm going to have people tomorrow. I think by uh, next week I'm going to have some more people. And guess what I do when they come in? I preach. <laughs> That's all I do. They sit in the round table. I'm preaching immediately. Hallelujah. See, we have the authority to enforce Satan's defeat. Did you hear me? This is big. Are you learning? We also have the authority from God. You know, let me put it in a different way. 
We have been authorized to enjoy God's blessings. And that includes prosperity. God's blessings. Authorized. I'm authorized to enjoy his blessings. That includes prosperity, financial prosperity. So let's turn to Colossians 1, 12 in the King James and write him down. Giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. If you read it in the King James, it's hard to understand. So if you read it in the Amplified, the same verse, it makes more sense. It says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified, underlined it. See? Which had made us meet. You know, I never, I didn't understand the kind of language, but when I read in the Amplified, that means who has qualified me. So you are qualified. Say, I'm qualified. Write that in your notes. I am qualified to share in the inheritance of the saints, God's people and the like. God, you're qualified already. You don't have to qualify. You're already qualified. Y'all are so quiet. I mean, I hope I'm getting somewhere. Colossians 1.13 has, who has, not have, but has, delivered me, say me, from the power of darkness and had translated me into the kingdom of his dear son. See, I was in darkness, but now I see. I'm not going to be in darkness anymore. In the Amplified, it says, for he has rescued me. We Darkness is like, man, we were like in danger of the devil, man, but now he rescued us from darkness, and he put us on in the light where we can see. He has drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. He went from darkness to transfer us into the kingdom of light. When you picture that yourself, you can be happy and smile because now you're walking in this realm and not in this realm. Is that it, Javier? You don't have to get that, huh? He has set us free. Say he has set us me free. He taken, <laughs> taken and hand over to another one. <laughs> Did you see those two groups where he took this person by his hand and he walked them over to this group? He has taken. You didn't make the decision. You had nothing to do with it. You couldn't even walk. He took you and put you over here. Make it personal. Jesus took my hand and he took me and walked me over to the other side. And some some go over to the other side, pull him back. I don't know. <laughs> but he knows he needs to use you. I mean, he knew back in 1979 when I first walked into that church that I was going to be a teacher and a, a ministry of helps and, you know, ran the, the liquid ushers for you know, five or six hundred of them for several months, and then he just kept promoting me from one level to another. You know, and, and who would, I wouldn't know that at my age I would be teaching, still be teaching. So back in 79, he's, you know, I walked in, and it took this long for him to get all the word in me that I needed to do what I did. I was talking to Pastor Sandy, reminiscing, you know, when we first met, when they first come in, you know, preach the life sermon, and there was another young man that brought him in and all that. And this is just to think of where we've come from, how God has just, everything was, was preordained. 
the meanings of field guns, you know, everything until today to reach all these people that were reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. He has rescued, delivered us, drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his son. He has set us free. Say, he set me free. He took me and he handed me over to another one. He took me from the darkness and he handed me over to the light. He has done it. Can you say thank him? You didn't do it. I heard a bunch of guys one time, a long time ago, talking about how all the, when they were in drugs and all that, and, and I was just kind of listening, you know, and I had to correct them because they, they, they were saying too many, like, I, I, I. And I decided, I will, and I'll go, I won't go. And then I decided, and I said, you know what, can, can I say something? None of you decided nothing. It was, it's the Holy Ghost. You didn't decide, you know. I mean, you don't get the credit. Jesus gets the credit. He drew you out of that, right? Are you ready for some more good news? 1 John 5, 19 in the Kings, it says, And we know that we are of God. Are you listening? Hmm. If you have crowned Jesus as Lord, you became a kingdom citizen, then you know, say, I know, then I am of God. Most Christians have heard that they are of God. They hear Pastors, preachers, evangelists tell you, you're of God. You hear it, right? But that's not enough. First, uh, first John, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, First John 5.19 says, and we know. Say, I know. You have to know that you are a son of God, not you heard that you were a son of God. Because how come a lot of people get saved and they never come back? They didn't, they just... You know, they call God Father, but they don't They don't know. You don't know. You got to know. Are you listening? That, that's some good news. That's, we're talking about finances here. Well, you're not going to get it until you know who God is and He. you know that he's your father. Are you with me? You know, I have Jeff and Benny living in my house, and I think I heard Benny a, a long time ago say, uh, my father-in-law, you know, I, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, you know, because, you, you know, that's my son. She became my daughter, and, and I want her to be my daughter 100%, and when she moves into my house, when, when Jeff walks in my, in my house, he knows that I'm his dad. How does he know? My, he knows, because I can have food, and, and he can go, I might be eating, he just puts his hand and eats right out of my plate, you know? Uh, Sometimes I buy dessert and I put it in the microwave, and then when I come home, it's gone. And I say, who took who took that? It said, oh, Jeff took it, you know. Uh, yeah, now, I'm, I'm teaching you something. I'm teaching you something, all right? Listen, I'm teaching you something. Now, now Benny, when she first moved, and she, she starts calling me dad, but uh, that's like you start calling God father. It wasn't real, just dad, because title. But she wouldn't eat out of my plate. She wouldn't eat but the stuff I bought to just, I brought it home, and sometimes I left it on the counter, and I wanted everybody to eat because I had already ate, and she wouldn't just leave it there. She'd make her own little thing. Well, that's not, you know, then Jeff, she, he would, anything I leave on, on the counter is gone, you know, because he knows that he's my son. Now, Benny's been learning little by little, you know, 
and not be, you know, so confessions today, so you can, if you needed something, you could get that, you know, that, you know. Um, it, but at first, it, w- it was a little difficult, you know. And uh, to knowing that you understand, uh, now today we are real, you know. But at first, you know, if, if somebody needs something, can I borrow something? You, you don't have to borrow from God, you know. You need something, you need $100, $1,000, $2,000. You say, Dad, can I have $1,000? Yes, of course. You're my daughter, you know. And so now it's, a, it's you, you, they finally understand it's a, that, and, and that's what you have to do. You have to become, know that he is your dad. Know that Jesus is your Lord. Know him that you can walk into the kingdom of heaven and open the refrigerator and eat whatever you want. And that's what most Christians don't know. They they still they still come and say, I, I want to pray because I need this and I need you. Come on, you know, you just walk in and grab it. Make your claim. Healing is there. Finances is there. Just keep just obey him. But just like a son or a daughter that disobeys the the father and mother, well, you're not gonna they can't come in your house and get whatever they want if they're disobedient. But if they're in obedience, well, of course I love you. Come on, you know. Sure. Are you understanding this? All right. Thank you, Jesus. You have crowned Jesus as Lord and become a kingdom citizen. Then you know, say I know, that I am of God. The second half of that verse says, but the whole world lies in wickedness. That's great news to know because you're from the kingdom of heaven and alien here in this world. Walking among total wickedness. Don't be surprised that you, that what you hear and things happen to you because you are walking in wickedness. Imagine when 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 they told us to, to wear a mask and and stay six feet away from people. You know, in fear of a virus. But wickedness is much deadlier than a virus. It will it, it will it will send you to hell. An eternal fire. Did you get it? Well, we rub shoulders with wickedness every day. You work with wickedness. You live sometimes with wickedness. People are your relatives in wickedness. And and the, the people wear a mask walking down the street? <laughs> Think about that. Are you getting it? Good. <laughs> God tells us that if you are not of his, okay, you haven't made Jesus the Lord of love, then you walk in the total wickedness or spiritual darkness, also called spiritual death. Colossians 1.13 in the King James tell, told us that he rescued us. How can we not praise him? He rescued us. We were translated into his kingdom, a kingdom of health and a kingdom of wealth. Woo! And a kingdom of peace and a kingdom of love. Now, if you don't have all of those, you're missing out. You haven't put your claim. You, you, you walk in a kingdom of health, wealth, peace, love, joy. You shouldn't be anywhere else. And if something's lacking, claim it. Get in the door, open the door, and grab it. It's yours already. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If we go to Colossians 2, 13 in the Passion Translation, I don't think I have it here, but I'll I'll read it to you. It says, this realm of death describes our former state. We were held in sin's grasp, 
But now, say but now, we've been resurrected out of that, out of that realm of death, never to return. Did you hear that? Never to return. We are forever alive, forgiven of all our sins. That, ooh, that's, that's good. He canceled out every legal violation <laughs> that we had on our record. And the old arrest warrant that stood, in, that, that stood to indict us, he erased it all. Wow. Man. Our sins, our stained souls. He deleted it all. And he cannot retrieve it. That's why when you delete something even by accident, you said, oh, no, I deleted it. And you can't get it back, especially with me since I don't know computers. I'm like, now how, Now what am I going to do? You know? Well, he deleted, he deleted uh, our sin, our stain. And he said, stained souls. Man, can you imagine how we were? We were stained souls. And it has been erased. And the nature of Adam was a stain, and he removed it. Erased Adam's nature, and the nature of Christ has been embedded in us. Are you, are you with me? You should walk with proud and with a bounce on your feet and smile at people and say, why are you so happy, man? Because I I, my stain was removed, clean. It's erased. Are you getting it? Mm. Everything we once Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto the, his cross, nailed permanently, say permanently, as a public display of cancellation. Not for a week, not for a month, not for a year, permanently. Mm. Then, everybody say then, Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power over us. All of them. Hallelujah. All the power that they had to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were his prisoners. Are you picturing that? Jesus, man, parading all the, all those enemies that we had. And we just smile and thank you. you know? When he defeated the enemy... It was written down to our credit that we defeated the enemy. So he gave you credit as his child that you defeated the enemy. So you don't have no reason to ever let the devil defeat you. I defeated the enemy. I, I am more than a conqueror. Satan, you're defeated. Anything that comes at you that it seems like it's not of God, say, no, I refuse it. Just like what Miss Carol said, refuse it. I'm going to receive it. I am healed over and over. But don't just say it once. Say it all the time. The confessions that I tell you that I say, I say it every day in my car, every day when I go in the parking lot, every day when I'm coming in our house for Valdahar. And I, and I keep telling Jesus every day, this is something I tell every day. Jesus, thank you for my job. Wow, what a wonderful job you gave me. It's so easy. And Holy Spirit, thank you for teaching me everything. And you're my guide. You're my you're the one that tells me what to do. And you pick the right patients for me. And you know, you better be smart enough to figure out the problems and talk to the doctor. And thank you, Lord Jesus, and thank you, Holy Spirit. I mean, that's 
That's why I say that over and over. I'm saying it, I'm saying it, I'm saying it. You say it over and over and over, not just once, until it gets in your heart and you know that you know that you know. Huh. That's why we have authority to tell Satan to take his hands off our belong. All that we belong to us. Take your hands off. So take this down. That includes our finances. Say finances. The church is not in a war. Jesus already whipped Satan. Paul tells us along with Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.3, he says, Be a good soldier. We are an army, but an occupation army. <laughs> That's different. We're not fighting. We're just occupying the land. Are you with me? That means that we come in mopping up behind what Jesus did. He already did it. We just mop it up. If you've been in the military, you know what that means. You come in and mop things up. Hallelujah. Who's learning tonight? So remember Colossians 2.15 in the Amplified? It says, when he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, those supernatural forces of evil operating against us, he made a public example of them, exhibiting them as captives in his triumphant procession, having triumphed over them through the cross. Mm. Are you getting it? Openly, the King James said, made a show of them openly. What does that mean? Angels saw it. Men saw it. Women saw it. Demons saw it. It wasn't a secret. He made a show of them openly. The word says that we are more than conquerors, right? We have overcome the world. We are redeemed from the curse of the law. I know you heard it a lot, but you need to hear it over and over. If anything that seems to be on you or in your home or something that seems to be a curse, get rid of it. It's not yours. You are blessed. You are not cursed. Hmm. It's a curse to try to live by rules, even if they're religious rules. Did you hear me? It's way better to have the righteousness of God in us and live by love. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't live by rules. I live by love, and love covers all. The love of God and for God. Listen up. We have been redeemed from the curse of poverty. Say that. I've been redeemed from the curse of poverty. The, the curse of sickness and the spirit of death. We are free. If you believe that, shout a big hallelujah. Amen. I love to repeat his word over and over. Like John 4, 4. I keep saying that every time I teach. John 4, 4 in the Passion says, little children, you can be certain that you belong to God. You can be certain that you belong to God and have conquered them. For the one who is living in you is far greater, say far greater, than the one who's in the world. Hallelujah. Now let me read to you 1 John 3, 1 in the Passion Translation. 1 John 3, 1. Look with wonder, and I underline that, look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that he has lavished on us. Say on lavish on me. He has called me and made me his very own beloved child. Wow. The reason the world doesn't recognize who I am is that they didn't recognize who he was. 
Don't, I'm personalizing that. That's different. You personalize it. Now in Romans 8, 16, also in the Passion, it says, For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, You are God's beloved child. Hmm. If, if you never heard that, man, you need to whisper in your ear, You are my beloved child. Whispers. He doesn't yell at you. You hear that? Whispers in your ear. He does not have to yell at you. Imagine God's whispering in your ear. I am God's and you are my beloved child. Wow. That gives me chills. Hmm. But some of you might say, I never heard God whispering in my ear. Okay, are you ready for this? Take those cell phone ear things off your ear. Some people carry them all the time, and you talk to them, they can't hear you because they got these things in their ear. Take them off and let God whisper in your ear. And then say, okay, Father, I'm ready. You can whisper in my ear. Put those things away. I said that last week or week before static. I don't turn the radio on. Ever, ever, because I want to hear from God. I don't want to hear from the radio. I don't care if it's, well, that's Christian music. I don't care. I want to hear from God, and he'll talk to you if you're listening and talking to him in the Holy Ghost and, and let him whisper in your ear, what's next? Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever is stuck in your ear, take it off. So let me read to you Romans 8, 14, 17 in the J.B. Phillips New Testament. All who follow the leading of God's spirit are God's own sons. Did you hear that? Who's God's own sons? All who follow the leading of God's spirit. Not all, but all who follow the leading of his spirit. Well, how are you going to lead the leading of his spirit when you're not listening? He might be telling you to turn left, but you didn't hear him. And boom, something happens on the right. Maybe the Spirit said, I told you to turn left. <laughs> so listen, always listen. We're, we're, we're unique. We're different. You know, people of God are different in the world. You know, people can look at you and say, you look like you're a robot or something. I am. I'm listening to Jesus. I'm listening to the word. I want to know what he wants me to do next. Nor are you meant to re relapse into the old slavish attitude of fear. You never have to be fear. If fear ever comes on you, stop. And talk to him. No, I will not be fearful because he has me in his hand. He won't let nothing happen to me. And say, get your hands off of me. Hey, there's plenty of times when something in my car, you know, I feel like uh, something not right in my car. And I said, in the name of Jesus, the blood is in this car. Get out. Man, don't mean the devil doesn't come. He comes in your car. He comes in your bedroom. You'll feel it if you're if you're listening to God. You'll feel it. Whoa, whoa, something's wrong. Something, something's get out in Jesus' name. I was riding this morning, I think, in a cab, and some of you, know, I started getting this feeling. Said, you know, the blood of Jesus in this cab. Get out of this cab now. You know, that's what I'm called a fanatic. You'll drive with me. Said, man, that guy's a fanatic. You know. 
Hallelujah. You have been adopted into the very family circle of God. Woo! Man, can you say? <laughs> oh, Father, my Father. The Spirit himself endorses our inward conviction that we really, say really, are the children of God. We're not playing. Really. I've told you several different ways. You really are a child of God. When you go home tonight, keep saying that I really am. 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 I'm your child. I really am. Then oh, I can open the refrigerator. I can do whatever I want. I can eat off your plate. Jesus, what are you eating? Let me have some. <laughs> if we are his children, we, sure, we, we share his treasures. And all that Christ claims as his will belong to all of us as well. Yes, if we share in his sufferings, we shall certainly share in his glory. Tell yourself, I am an overcomer. Ooh, I became an overcomer. Because Jesus, hallelujah. Mm. Man, it was him. He made me an overcomer. And he lives in me. Look at Colossians 1.27. I got stuck in the passage because I had it at my desk while I was reading. Living with you is, is the Christ who floods you with expectations of glory. Living in you. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled. Oh, heavenly treasure chest. Filled with the riches of glory for his people. And God wants everyone to know it. Everyone to know it. Advertise. Tell them. You let the devil know with a loud voice daily. Christ lives in me. Let people hear you. Walking down a hall in elevators and whatever. Christ lives in me. You got reaction. They'll look at you. You, you, wait. You know? I'm talking to believers. Let me repeat this. Jesus defeated the works of the devil. That includes poverty and lack. Say that. Don't ever say you're poor because you're not. You're rich. How can you be a son of God and say that you're poor? How can you be a son of God and say you're broke, that you can't pay your bills? That's impossible. You need to understand that dad is not going to let you go through that. Have you talked to him like a father or you talk to him like a stranger? First Corinthians 2, 4 said, King James says, and, and we read what Paul said, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. Hallelujah. Speaking of wisdom and of power. How bid we, in, in verse 6, how bid we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not wisdom of this world, nor the, the, nor the princes of this world and that came to nothing, which came to nothing. In the Amplified, verse 6 says, yet we do speak wisdom among those spiritually mature believers who are teachable. Are you teachable? We speak wisdom among you. Spiritually mature believers who are teachable hearts and greater understanding. Do you have greater understanding today than you had last week? Every time you come, have more understanding than the last time you came. But it is a higher wisdom, not the wisdom of the present age, 
nor of the rulers and leaders of this age who are passing away. He put to nothing, said to nothing, the principalities and powers. But let me repeat it. He reduced them to nothing. Say he reduced them to nothing. Are you learning tonight? Write this down. No demons, no devils, no spirits have power over my finances. Say that every day. No. Jesus said that he was anointed by the Spirit. Why? Why was he anointed by the Spirit? To preach deliverance to the captives. You want to be anointed by the Spirit. Why? So you can preach deliverance to the captives. The, you, don't, you don't get anointed so that you can become rich. You become rich when you preach deliverance to the captives. So say, I am anointed by the Holy Spirit to preach deliverance. Hmm. See, you're delivered. Jesus delivered you. Say, I'm free. I was a captive because of my lack of knowledge. But now I know and understand that I'm not only free, but, I know, but I'm anointed to set other captives free. Ooh, that's good. Hallelujah. How many are going to go out there setting captives free? Man, when you watch your finances grow when you do that. Jesus is not a man that he will keep you broke when you're out there doing his job. You say, man, he needs gas. I better get, make a miracle happen for him. We're going to have a full tank for tomorrow. Hmm. <laughs> so let me widen down to 1 John 4, 6. Thank you, Father. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. You have over Say, I have overcome them. I am of God. Hmm. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Little children, believers, dear ones, you are of God. And you belong to him and have already overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist, because he who is in you is greater than he, Satan, who is in the world hmm. and of sinful mankind. Claim it. You don't have to try to overcome them. Accept them by faith. What Jesus did, he did it for you. Christ's victory is your victory. Say, Christ's victory is my victory. So tonight... Claim it. If you lack funds, then claim the financial. Believe, only believe. Money is not in heaven. God will say unto you, I don't have any money up here. The money that you need is down there. <laughs> Satan has fooled you. Worship team, you can come up now. I'm closing, I'm closing here. Satan has fooled you. I think I need a part two. How many would like me to do a part two? I'm running out of time, so. <laughs> Hallelujah. Order Satan to turn them loose. Say, Satan, turn my money loose. <laughs> Obey my word. <laughs> and all you have to do is tithe and sow, just like we teach you all the time. That's it, tithe and sow, tithe and sow. We don't have to go that hours to teach you tithe and sow. Everybody knows that. You give him the first ten, that's, that's tithe. You know, John Osteen said, if you don't tithe, I'll bet you off. Teach you anymore because the first ten is not yours, it belongs to him. You have to pay, you know. So, so you, he knows it anyway. If you give him the first ten of whatever you make, whether it's a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, the first ten is yours. So, tell him this is yours. Thank you. And then, and then you want more, then you sow. And whatever measure you sow, you reap. That's the way it is. Okay, that's in the kingdom. 
You obey his word. And he has turned it loose. There's peace you want, joy, love, forgiveness of your sins. Tonight you can do that by claiming it, by coming up here and saying, I want to accept Jesus as the Lord. I want to start him tonight, and I want him to forgive me, and, and I'll, I'll become a kingdom citizen tonight, and I'll walk home saved, renewed, washed in the blood. So you come up, make things right with God, and when you leave the sanctuary, leave with this. Know that you know. Say no. That you know. That you know. That you know that he lives in you. If you want to really know, then you come up and pray. You come up born again believer. Hallelujah. Ready for part two? Yeah.